Hello, everyone. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Ren Presents the Beacon. Uh, we've been recording a lot recently because it's fun. You know, we enjoy doing this, and hopefully, the message is getting out there. Um, today, I'm joined by a very, very dear old friend of mine. That's kind of like the the whole idea right now. Just old friends um, named Thet. Say hi, Thet. Hello. Uh, we're actually here to talk about um, the idea of impermanence came up, which is going to be a great topic, but. It's just kind of like catching up for us and seeing like what I mean. That's the thing about it, though. You know, like starting these things off, they're always going to be difficult. They're not going to be easy, and it's like you get this mental blockage. You know, and that's completely fine. You know, like you're leaving your comfort zone, you're putting yourself out there, yeah. And it's never comfortable at first, yeah. You know, but I mean, talking about the impermanence of emotion. I mean, you can talk about impermanence in regards to anything. You know, like the amount of money that you have is impermanent. The amount of time that you have is impermanent. Um, just about anything that you can think of in this lifetime can be impermanent. You know, like you think about making oh, like X amount of money, but a certain amount of that funding has to go towards car bills, like your home, things that you enjoy doing. Yeah. So in a sense, that's impermanence as well. Yeah. So like thinking back to some of the occurrences, like you mentioned recently how you had just gotten hired at a firm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was your like initial reaction when that happened? Were you ecstatic or super happy? Like what was running through your mind at the time? To be honest with you, I was, I was nervous, you know, like really? throughout, the, throughout the entire process, I didn't, I guess it was just the fact that, you know, I'm a fresh grad and because it's it was so important to me to find a new job, that's why I felt the extremity of the emotion. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things where Do you think it has to tie in or it ties into the, to the fact that you want to do well as well? Like do you think that you're like not a perfectionist, but you want to make sure that you fulfill a certain standard so yeah that kind of ties into why you're nervous right yeah and i think everybody feels that you know like oh, everyone yeah. wa- everyone wants to do well mm-hmm. you know um and you know at the end of the day they they still want to be happy you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah it, it have was, you ever it was that have you ever gone to like a, a place where you had set this standard for yourself say like you want to like get this much homework done or you want to like hit the gym and go to school and like take care of everything and for whatever reason because you're tired or <laughs> i guess things don't always yeah. work out according to plan yeah. you kind of like beat yourself up i guess you can kind of say that um the person who's in your way the most is always going to be yourself i could say i could say that like oh i'm just i'm just tired or i've had such a busy week i'm just gonna I'm just going to do this instead of meeting, you know, the goal that I set up for myself, you know, whether it be, yeah, like going to the gym or going on, going on a run, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, I feel like watching sometimes a show just, or binge yeah, watching a show, you just kind of get in your own way, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think it it kind of ties into how um, not just like the standard that you hold for yourself, you know, but like it it has to do with perseverance. You know what I mean? Like, are you, is it, or is this goal or whatever it is that you want to achieve or whatever it is you want to do in the day? Like, is it important enough for you to set aside the fact that you're tired or, you know, be able to get out of your own way to, you know, to make it happen? And I feel like once you kind of step out of that and you decide to do it, you know, you're just, you know, how like sometimes you'll just be tired mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're just, you have that quick thing where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go Let's for do it. it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's go. Just, you know what? I, you know, I, I kept putting this off for so long. I'm just going to do it, mm. you know? And I think, like, you can't always rely on that, you know? It's not always going to be there, that little yeah. spurt of motivation yeah. just to get something done. Yeah. And it really, what it comes down to is perseverance. Mm-hmm. You getting up every day, you know, going to work or whatever it is, even though you don't want to, you still do it because, you know, it's it's tying everything into a larger goal mm-hmm. and you know what i mean so with that being the case like i like to mention that because we all talk about how we have to wake up in the morning and go to work to like do these things to pay the bills and it just seems like we don't want to do it but we have to do it and that's that's really how it is you know yeah. for the time being you're put into the situation where you have to go to work to you know pay bills but that's the whole idea right. behind it, you know, like if you're making a good amount of money and you're able to, you know, keep some in your savings, mm-hmm. then what are you going to do with that money? Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like, that's not what your entire day is about. Or that's not the only reason that you get up, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I really commend the people that are or that were able to find 
what they wanted to do, right? And it it brings them a lot of happiness, you know? Like, with you doing this, it's, it's bringing you happiness. And that's, that is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to get up in the morning and be like, ugh. You know, like, and you this, get up in the morning. To it. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, that's what, you know, at the end of the day is what we should strive for, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about that, that's wonderful advice for everyone else out there. Yeah. But I guess diving a bit deeper into it, making it a bit more personal, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, what have you thought about for your lifetime? You know, like, what do you ideally want to do? And it's not something you have to come up with an answer for now, but it, it is yeah. something that you got to ask yourself because yeah. otherwise you're going to be stuck in, you know, a similar situation and yeah. unsure of where to go or how to proceed. You exactly. Know? And no one wants to become complacent. Right? Hell no. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. And uh, to answer your question, Ricky, um, honestly, I, even though I just graduated and I just got that. Congratulations. Job. Thank you. Good fucking job. I'm proud of you, dude. Yeah. Thank you. It's, um, I actually want to go back to get my master's. Mm. Um, and the only, okay, I don't want to say it's the only reason, but part of the reason is because with a master's, I, you know, say for example, down the line, I don't want to work in the corporate field anymore. Maybe I don't want to, you know, um, perform all these tasks, you know, try to work my way up the corporate ladder, things like that. I think I can see myself becoming a professor. Mm, oh, hell yeah. You know? Hell <laughs> yeah. Professor. Oh, my God. Come yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that thought, like, um, yeah, it just really resonated with me. I guess it's just because, like, um, well, one, like, when I was younger, you know, of course, you knew me back then, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was hard for me to, you know, have that perseverance, you know. It was hard for me to find a direction in general. But I think what really helped me was the mentorship that I received, you know, from Danny, from Yo-Yo, you know, from my peers mm-hmm. and all of that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's also that guidance. And when I did eventually go back to school, took my first accounting class because I was a business major, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that class really helped me find what I wanted to do. And I want to impart something like that to others, you know, like the next generation, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know and what I mean? If you think about how like fun it is to have a conversation with you, just imagine what it would be like if you were in a classroom full of students in college, just like <laughs> chopping it up yeah. and like having your own twist on education. Yeah. Because I mean, for the most part, when people think about education, they think of it as something tedious, but mm-hmm. it all ties into the person teaching. Yeah, definitely. I I would agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, w- did you happen to have any like professors in school that kind of instilled like this fire in you and like lit that fire under your ass at all? Not exactly lit the fire under my ass, but <laughs> let's just say like um I looked forward to going to class mm-hmm. for these specific teachers, you mm. know what I mean? Um and it was the it, it was more so like what the teacher brought to us as students, like mm-hmm. the passion the drive and like just you know the i guess the desire to help others you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's not it's not just like yeah i mean when you talk about the desire to help others was Mm -hmm. it very apparent to you that they say it like actively or actively go out of their way to say it or was it something that you kind of picked up it was like a nuanced thing that because of your wisdom and experience i suppose and like your education you were able to pick up on it because that's the thing like in my mind, the universe is always mm-hmm. throwing out little messages to you. Yeah. It just depends on where you are in your head, um, where you are mentally, and whether or not you're able to pick it up. Yeah, like how it communicates back to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think that they ever said it specifically. Well, there was this one teacher from Cal State LA. He, you know, he was just very encouraging, you know, and it made me want to be better, and it made me kind of see myself in, like, a better light, too, you know? And I think, like with that profession or just helping others in general it's like encouragement is obviously always appreciated you know like because it's kind of like you never know who's gonna need it you know what i mean and it also comes from a place of understanding you know like oh okay that makes a lot of sense yeah they've been there before so you know as a way to exactly help out other people exactly unknowingly yeah they oh they know what they're doing but sometimes people don't i guess pick up that vibe yeah i mean it 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 all just depends on like yourself too. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever 
you know, you throw it out into the universe and whatever gets thrown back to you, it's always up to you how you decide to perceive it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always look at it through a lens where anything anybody ever says is just a direct attack. Or you can see it on a on the flip side, you know, through a different lens, like this person's trying to help me out. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Of course, it also depends on how it gets communicated to you as well. Which is like just how, how we portray ourselves and like, I guess, how articulate we are with our emotions and what we're trying to portray to the universe. Because I actually came across that um, earlier today in an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. I forgot exactly what it was saying, but it was talking about how you got to be careful when you open your mouth. Because when you open your mouth, it's like you presenting yourself to the world, to the to the right. people around you. Right. And you want to make sure that that presentation is the embodiment of who you are, you know. Because mm. there's times when I see people talking and they may not be talking about the best thing, you know, it may be detrimental for some. It's just not the best message. Mm-hmm. And in reality, when I think about that, like at that time and moment, or at that moment in time, they were passing along some kind of negative energy, some kind of like negative message to others, like yeah. either willingly or unwillingly, yeah. uh, consciously or unconsciously. And I'm not too sure if they were aware, mm-hmm. but that ties into like the whole idea of awareness. Yeah. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. So you heard this mm-hmm. conversation being held, but it you were you like a third party or were you directly involved in the conversation? It's not um, an actual conversation I had. It's more towards or more geared towards media. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. You said Instagram. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> uh, cancel. <laughs> uh, <quick> edit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm still getting used to this. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, you're doing a great job so far. But, um yeah yeah you so okay so let me ask you this question if you were to you know experience that same exact conversation or whatever this person is saying or if you you were to experience it like you know just happily going about your day like do like what 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 would you do like would you do anything it's tough to say you know it's a situational thing in the sense that Say, for instance, this person was like giving a speech in front of a whole lot of people and they have like their nerves are or they're anxious and they're nerve wracked and they're just trying their best. Then no, because if I were to mention anything, it would seem seem like I'm I'm attacking them. Yeah. You know, if I I were to if I were able to like talk to them on the side or if I even cared about this Mm -hmm. person enough to begin with Mm -hmm. and I mentioned it, you know, like it kind of ties into like where they are mentally, because if they're not happy with themselves, this is what Andrew was talking about yesterday. You Mm -hmm. know, like someone could be saying, oh, you're looking big like physically big like you've been working out and putting time at the gym yeah but they may take it as oh you think i got fat and that's just like their own perception of themselves yeah you know so something i realized is sometimes when people come at you a certain way with like either negative or positive emotions Mm -hmm. it's also a reflection of who they are and what they're feeling at the moment too oh yeah definitely i agree with you you know it's like any Anything anybody ever says to you or has to say about you, I feel like always has more to do with themselves than it really does with you, you know, which is why we can't really take anything personally. Which kind of ties into the um, idea of impermanence that you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, because like things may be good between you and I now, but say for instance, like I I get to a place where I'm not the greatest mentally, I'm not in a a good headspace and you say something, I may take it as an attack. Right. You know, and it has sense of communication, you know, like if you're feeling some type of way, like I attacked you or something's wrong, you can always communicate with me. You know, like when right. it comes down to the people that care about you, you can kind of tell, like, I wouldn't reach out to you and tell you, oh, hey, you're not doing a good job or hey, like yeah. this could be improved upon because I want to. I do it because I see it as necessary. Mm. And as your close friend, it's sometimes necessary to be that bearer or bringer of bad news. You know, like mm-hmm. you may not want to hear it, but I'm going to tell you. Right. Because I care about you. Exactly. Like you don't want to just, you know, go by your day and everybody always agreeing with you. You know what I mean? It's like, of course, in a perfect world, everybody would agree with you because you're the center of your own universe. Right. Really? But, you really are. Yeah. But in reality, you know, everybody's walking around like thinking the same thing, too. You know, like, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know if that made any sense, but there you go. Yeah, we, we all. <laughs> um, so would you say like in that sense, it's everyone walks around with number one in mind, number one being themselves. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's pretty much how it is. You know, like you do come across people that walk around with just themselves in mind, yeah. what can benefit them, yeah. which is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, because that could be your upbringing, how you were taught growing exactly. up. Um, cultural differences. Cultural differences yeah. as well, you know. And I mean, I do want to stress the whole idea of helping others. It could be something as simple as, you know, paying for the person's coffee behind you or um, things of the sort, you know, just like talking to someone when they look down or like a very simple gesture, like smiling earlier today. um, I was actually sitting outside after walking whiskey Mm -hmm. and I just sat there crossed my legs and like I watched people pass (laughs) as they were driving by (laughs) or walking by, which is something I do here and there, but it's always awkward to make that eye contact with someone, you know, initially. And so, so this happened today, and I'm just like sitting there smiling, and I'm watching people pass by, and I, I look at them, and I make eye contact. I'm like, I'm like, I give them the the guy nod, like, hey, what's yeah. up? Or like, I wave and smile at kids. It's just like a small thing like that can make someone's day better, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, you know, we only have so much time here, and time for us is limited. Mm-hmm. We'll never get time back. So, the one thing that makes me happy is to know that for this one second or two seconds of time. I made someone smile and they smiled back. Yeah. It's the simple things. It's a simple thing. Yeah. You know, and like you mentioned about, you know, buying whoever's like behind you for like a coffee or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It's just, it's the small things, you know, sometimes it comes unexpected, you know, and the point of giving is not to receive anything back, you know, in a perfect world, we would, you know, that would be how it is. (laughs) Yeah. We we talked about that before too, like dystopian, not Ethiopia. <laughs> Ethiopian. Uh, Durian. <laughs> Durian. <laughs> uh. Uh, what else? <laughs> we talk about that often, you know, yeah. like dystopian, dystopian civilization in a sense. Yeah. I mean, do you want to delve into that too? Because that sounds pretty interesting. We always had great conversations about that. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I can't mm. recall too many of them. Yeah. You know, because when we did have those conversations, I wasn't entirely vested mm-hmm. in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to delve into that at all? Because like you mentioned, yeah. in a perfect world, you know, it wouldn't be like that. But what is your definition of a perfect world to begin with? And there is no right, no right answer, no wrong answer here. We're just spitballing. I just want to hear like what your idea of a perfect world would be. I don't think that there there's a thing that exists. It's, it's impossible. And right? I think that the point is is to be able to take the the I don't want to say perfect because it's such an extreme. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because everybody has a different ideal of it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's more so the fact that you have to be able to take the good with the bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So which, in a sense yeah. like a balance? Yeah, exactly, which kind of goes back to our conversation earlier too with like things that aren't permanent, you know? Like mm-hmm. when you are happy, you know, you you can't just um ride that wave forever. You, and we would love to, right? Oh, you yeah. get you get so high on the on the feelings, on the emotions, everything like that, and you know, it's a good thing, right? You mm-hmm. want to Everyone always just wants to be happy, but you're not always going to be happy. So how do you deal with it when, you know, a curveball hits you? You know what I mean? And sooner or later, it will. But the best thing about that is that can also be said for the opposite. When you are having bad emotions or, you know, you're in a bad place, that sadness or whatever it is, it's not permanent. Some happy curveball. Will yeah. come your way. The best kind of curveball. And then you're gonna hit that shit out of the park. You know what I mean? Like, wow, look at that curveball go. Oh yeah. I don't know if that made sense, but you guys get me, right? It was a really good analogy in a sense. It's it's like to be honest. Yeah. Eventually, you know, it'll come. Mm -hmm. Which just goes back to you have to be able to take the good with the bad. Mm -hmm. And the bad with the good. So in a sense they're that's the whole point of not living in a perfect world. You know, and then going back on what you were saying about um, you know, why I like dystopian so much. I think that the main reason is because, you know, I, it, there's always a strong message that they're trying to send. Mm. Whether it's climate change, global warming, or, you know, um, like overthrowing the government, for example. Mm. You know what I mean? Not, well, that's not an idea, but it's like, it's more of like, like it, it kind of begs the question. And it kind of gets you a sense of, like, what could happen if, you know, 
our government gets overthrown. Mm, if things went sideways, yeah. and, and we have to live in this completely different world, like how would people react? Or even the fucking apocalypse, you know? Because when I think of apocalypse, I just think I don't know why people in movies stand there and fight. I would just. I don't know. I, I don't think <laughs> I run. I'm not going to get very far. <laughs> We're not going to get very far. If I fly far. back, I'm not going to do much damage. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, like I like the create creative aspect to it. Mm. And it really gets you to think too, like what are um, the consequences of, you know, going the way that you're going mm. kind of thing. Which is which totally is, off topic with what we were just talking about, but <laughs> I mean that's what these these podcasts are all about, yeah. though, just to like enjoy each other's company and talk yeah. about whatever's on our mind. Yeah, you know, and that is terrifying to think of, you mm-hmm. know, because I my niece got her driver's license recently, and I had oh, wow. gotten home. Yeah, she. I mean, not recently. I want to <laughs> nice. say like six months ago. Congrats, Jade. Yeah, <laughs> she got it, and she doesn't have her car yet, so mm-hmm. I let her drive my car just to practice. Right. And I had gotten home from work one day around like twelve thirty, one o'clock, pretty late day, uh, you know, unexpectedly. But she asked me, "Oh, let's go get food, or can we go get food?" So I was like, "Yeah, sure," mm-hmm. but I'm super tired. You have to drive. Mm-hmm. Or I think she asked me to drive first. Either way, you know. So we go there. We figure out that it was the wrong Denny's, so we have to go to the other Denny's, like three miles down. <laughs> that's okay. annoying. It's super annoying. <laughs> um, I have her take the freeway, which is something she's never done before. So that's a little nerve wracking for the both of us too. But mm-hmm. you know, you have faith in the people that you you're around. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of challenged her on the way back home, where I was like, "Okay, give me your phone." <laughs> You can't map back home. You're going to have to drive your ass back home, like trying to figure out using the streets and using directional or yeah. using the directions east, south, yeah. northwest. Yeah. Yeah. Be resourceful. And she did a good job, you know, surprisingly. The only thing that got to me was like, I have the answer of how to get home. But for the people that are coming after us, like the next generation, like even though we may have the answer, we can't always give them the answer. Because mm-hmm. at that point, they don't critically think. They may become coddled and, mm-hmm. you know, it just doesn't work out all too well. Yeah. You know, so I kind of presented her with this challenge because she's, you know, 17 now, getting older. She wants to become more of an adult. So I'm going to treat her like an adult <laughs> and put her into like these situations where you're not always going to have the guidance of others there. So you're going to need to figure that out on your own. Yeah. She's not always going to be protected. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of ties into the whole like dystopian thing too, because we're so glued to our phones that oh, we think oh, I can get here using Google Maps, no problem. I don't have to remember streets. I don't have to remember anything. Mm-hmm. But say for back instance, in the day, it was MapQuest. Yeah, it was MapQuest. And even before <laughs> you, either, that, you either printed that shit out, if you didn't have a printer, you write it down. Uh, you, if you missed the turn, you were <laughs> fucked. You know, yeah. <laughs> you'd have to backtrack and try to figure things out again. Oh exactly. my god. Yeah. So like considering like how much easier things are now. It's great to use, but it's also it's also like, in a sense, coddling our society and making us yeah. a bit weaker mm-hmm. in my mind. Because say, for instance, the world were to come to a very abrupt end, or at least the world as we know it, yeah. would you be able to fend for yourself? Do yeah. you have the resources or the capability or the, the know-how? Yeah, like the survival skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. get you. And it's, it's terrifying to think because, mm-hmm. I mean day-to-day life you get so used to it we are creatures of habit like people know well people know that we're yeah. creatures of habit so we fall into like repeated cycles of comfort and dependency exactly I you get know? You. so when things do go sideways and you're unsure of how to proceed like you're gonna yeah have to exactly proceed. like critical thinking um you know have you ever experienced you know when you had to think critically and like what what were you feeling at the time or like what was your thought process on it it was difficult at the time. And the crazy thing is, I'm actually able to remember the exact time it happened. It's, it's when my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole like endeavor, him getting cancer, um, losing his ability to take care of himself, like losing motor functions, unable to speak to me. That was when everything kind of hit the fan. And I had to start critically thinking for myself. Yeah. Because, of course, I can choose to ignore the problem. But is that the right way to proceed? Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, like my father, my mother, our parents are there for us from the beginning of our life to ensure our survival, you know. And honestly, I think it's the most noble thing to do uh, to take care of your parents in their, right. you know, older years because they did that for us. So the least that we can do for them is to make sure that we can provide them with the same comforts that they provided to us when we were younger. 
Mm. You know, and it's like it's actually a really good learning experience for when we have kids too. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you're so used to your parents being the people that were strong or just like the face of the family when you're growing up that when they start to lose themselves to like different sicknesses or diseases, you have to be able to step up to the plate and, and handle things. Yeah. You know? And I think that was when like, I started to actually critically think and think, Oh, like my actions do have repercussions. If I don't take care of my dad, who will, if I come home after having not been home for like five or six hours, will he be okay? Like who's going to feed him? Who's going to, take care of him Mm. at the time and i guess from there it's i guess you could say like a gradual decline into like depression because just dealing with that and work it's it becomes tough because we're so used we're social creatures we're so used to like being out there conversing and having fun with our friends and just surrounding ourselves with great people Mm. you know but i guess to undertake that whole endeavor was really hard you know, and I still talk about it to, to this day because it was part of the the transformation into who I am now. You know, like if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be where I am now. I could be somewhere entirely different. And it's not like you can plan for these things. Like you mentioned, the impermanence of life or just mm-hmm. like things in general. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can do when it comes down to it. And I guess the way that you handle certain emotions, be it anger or jealousy, just different things. It shows you, like, who's in control. Is it you or is it your emotions? Because I'm sure, like, there there have been times when you've been overtaken by anger or jealousy and different things that just sent you off the rails. There was actually, like, a period of time this past year in 2020. I want to say from, like, May or June up until um, 2021 where I was extremely withdrawn. You know, like, I didn't know how to handle myself. I didn't know how to proceed. And in a way, I was shrinking away from what I wanted to be a podcast host, someone that's like putting out these good vibes so that mm-hmm. are not just good vibes, but vibes in general to show people like, Oh yes, it may be hard now, but we're here to learn together. You know, like I was withdrawn. I didn't really speak much. I didn't really say anything. I just went to work, came home and like, I would do things here and there for like my, my health. But honestly, like I wasn't who I was. Yeah. You Did know? you kind of feel like you were only doing the bare minimum? The bare minimum. Yeah. Honestly, like barely working out, not even really wanting to work out. And yeah. that's another thing. Like for exercise, we think of it as a chore, but I enjoy it now. Yeah. I mean, you release dopamine, right? <laughs> yeah, dopamine. Like you see the progress after so many, so yeah. many months. And it's just like, why wouldn't you want to improve yourself? Yeah. Initially, like the initial hurdle is difficult, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I wasn't who I was. Sorry, yeah. going back to topic. Yeah. No, but I mean, I can understand that. Did you at any point ever feel like you were kind of digging yourself into like a deeper hole? Would you say? I was disassociating. Yeah. But, you know, so if I was digging myself into a deeper hole, I did it without even without without even knowing. knowing. Yeah. And sometimes it's like you don't realize it when it's happening because you feel your emotions so intensely, you know, and for such a long period of time, you don't realize until... Yeah, like until you do, yeah, you know, like you so what made you yourself. so what if I could ask, like, you know, like what gave you the motivation to, you know, take yourself out of that, you know, because that's so, because honestly, like I commend you for that because it's a very brave thing to do, you know, for yourself. Yeah, it's, so, it's been happening here and there, you know, like the realization that something's wrong and like. You kind of have to figure out that something's wrong on your own. Yeah, awareness. You know? Yeah, either that or the people that are around you will make mention like, oh, hey, you're acting kind of different or mm-hmm. something seems off. Because, you know, like when people know you, they'll notice when something's off. Like you can't hide something from people you love because mm-hmm. we can see it in your face. We can hear it in the tone of your voice and the things that you do. Things are different. You're not the that that we know or the Ricky that we know. Yeah. And it happened on New Year's Day of 2021 or like the midnight so right when it was about to turn 2021, you know, I thought about what we were doing the year before and I thought about how bad COVID was for everybody. You know, like I was spending this New Year's by myself. Yeah. You know, like my niece had gone out to hang out with her friends and I was just sitting at home on the couch watching music videos, which is something I like to do. You know, like music videos yeah. are great, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I was struck with that 
overwhelming sense of motivation just to get things done. So I started working out. Um, I've been working out consistently ever since then. And I decided like, hey, I've been talking about starting this goddamn podcast for like six months now, maybe even longer. Mm -hmm. And that could be part of the reason why I'm going to hump. You know, like for me personally, I hate it when someone tells me, oh, like I'm going to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. And then end of the day, they're just all talk. They don't end up doing anything. Because at that time, like, if you're telling me that you have dreamed and goals, fuck yeah, like, I'll listen to you. Yeah. And we'll come up with ways for you to achieve those goals together. But if you don't end up doing anything to begin with, then in my mind, yeah. you wasted our time. Mm-hmm. And time is valuable. Yeah. But do you do you ever think sometimes, like, when people, you know, say things like that, like, for example, like, like what you mentioned, like, oh, I'm going to go, you know... I'm going to go on a run. Let's just keep it simple, right? Oh, I'm going to go on a run. I'm going to do it every day, you know, and I'm going to run like a mile every single day, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's like, do you ever think that like when people say those things, it's because like, I always like to think of it this way, like, and I'm using hand motions. So for anybody listening right now. That's hand motions. (laughs) So like the bar that you set for yourself can be up here, but you know, maybe... At who you are right now or where you are in life like you're you're not there yet right like there's a person that you want to be and over here down here is where you think you are right so so that's that's what i'm interested in you know like it also kind of shows someone's thought process mm-hmm. their character and what's it kind of shows too like what's important to you for you to you know like always keep trying to improve you know, and try to be where you want to be, you know, because it, I don't want to say that it doesn't matter what your reasons are for wanting to be up here rather than here, but it's in everybody's mind. Like they just want to be better mm-hmm. in general. Right. But like, how do you get to, from point A to point B? Right. And like, I think that's a, like a special thing too, because it's a journey. Mm-hmm. And that also kind of ties into like who you are and how you grow as an individual. You know what I mean? Oh, hell yeah. That's actually really important too. Yeah. Because, I mean, the way that I grew won't be the same as the way that you grew or someone mm-hmm. else out there grew. Yeah. You know, like we, we talk about things on the podcast because it works for us. Yeah. So we just use that as like a frame of reference in a mm-hmm. sense. But we kind of forgot the emotional aspect and how difficult things may be because we can always talk about these things and provide you with some kind of input. But at the end of the day, like... It's up to you. It's up yeah. to you. And it's never... Mm-hmm. Just that easy. You can't just no. <laughs> get out of bed one day and be like, oh, I'm going to run a mile. Yeah, no. You know, it's like, not. It's yeah. not. You know? So I guess like at that point, what I think about is realistic goals. You know, you may say that you mm-hmm. want to lose like 10 pounds in a month, but you haven't worked out in a yeah. year. And sometimes you have to really back up your words with your actions, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes like if someone tells me that they want to achieve this, I ask them, okay, what are you doing today that's going to get you to where you want to be later on? Mm-hmm. Like, where, what, what do you have to do? And you also, it kind of, you know, gets you to really think about it too. Because you can just say, I want to do this, but I have no idea how to get there. Then the likelihood of you, you getting there, of accomplishing <laughs> it is like, you know, like you, you have... The sense of direction, it's just the how that's missing, mm-hmm. you know? And that's tough. Like, sometimes I won't know how to proceed either. Yeah. Which is, And we all get stuck with that, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, if that's the case, what do you think is, like, a great next step for the person that is stuck, that doesn't know how to proceed? Like, what, what works for you, if you I, have any examples? Um, Honestly, I would probably ask that person, you know... Um, Is this important to you, right? And if so, like, what do you need to do for yourself to get there? Does that make sense? It's kind of like mm-hmm. everybody has different motivations and di- different things that drive them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you could be, you know, gunning for a different job, for example, right? Like, you want it, you know, you want to be somewhere else. You want to be not where you are now, you know, and, you know, you kind of have to keep reminding yourself every day of why you want it, you know, like what's important to you. you, you that know sense I mean? of purpose. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of what got me through school, 
you know, because back then, like I said, like that I mentioned before, it was really hard for me to go back to school, you know, after, you know, (laughs) being basically expelled out of Arcadia High School, like a month before senior graduation, you know? Oh, yeah, we were in the same boat yeah. in that yeah. regard. I, yeah. I got the, had the same thing happen to me as well. <laughs> I was expelled. Yeah, and that's, by the way, that's how they keep their 100% graduation rate. Anyway, not to talk to you about them. <laughs> high school grade, whatever. But yeah, we get sent to Rancho, right? After Rancho, spending a year there. Um, finally passed it. <laughs> after some hardship, yeah. Yeah, and then took another break, tried to go back to college, you know, and then couple classes didn't work out you know because i didn't want to be there i wanted to be there and this is something i didn't realize at, at the time i was only there because you know family pressure right like they want of course it was good pressure like they want me to do better for myself and in their eyes like getting a good education is what's going to get me there right but ended up ditching <laughs> right mm-hmm. and then yeah took another year break then finally went back after, you know, working. And I decided for myself, like, this is this is where I want to be. This is who I want to be. I want to get a better education for myself. And I think going to school and working at the same time is not fun. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tiring. And it takes, you know, it takes a lot of energy, too, you know. And, yeah. You just got to keep reminding yourself every day why you do what you do. And this could be said for even when you're out out of school, you know, when you're at your job. Like, why do you get up every day? Like what we talked about before, mm-hmm. you know, what we mentioned earlier, too. Something I realized um, talking to Young about mm-hmm. his, his education is that at a certain point, you start to realize, hey, like, I went to school because it's what someone else wanted for me. Yeah. You know, but when you think about what you actually want, Mm -hmm. that's like the next step of our life because we are all currently in that stage where, yes, we have great paying jobs and we're all starting to establish ourselves in society. Mm -hmm. But is this really where you want to be? Yeah. I think think that transition into adulthood, and I like to call this the transition into adulthood because before that moment, that you're able to start deciding very important decisions in your life. Like if you really think about it, up until that point, somebody else has done the thinking for you. Right? But it got to it got you to where you need to be eventually, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the scary part of transitioning into adulthood. Like then who's responsible? Right? Us. You are. Yeah, we are. Right? Yeah, you are. You're responsible because now you're making decisions for yourself, you know, like the important decisions and whatever happens, whatever consequence arises from that decision is on you. And that, you know, which is where it gets kind of like scary, but it's also a crucial time because it's scary at first, but it's also eye opening in the sense that now we have more control over what we do and who we become. Mm -hmm. It's like more of that sense of individuality that we, I guess lacked initially, you know, and like going through high school, going through like college, you're kind of looking for that too, you know, like trying to figure out who you are. So you try different classes, you try different things, new things, you know, you kind of experiment in a sense and different people have like a different timeline. Yeah. Like you may not figure out who you are until you're 35 or 30 Mm -hmm. or different, different ages, you know, and that's something I'd like to speak on too. Just like how, we feel like we have to be married by a certain age and to have a steady job by a certain age, buy a home by a certain <laughs> age. That's noble. You know, like if you're able to follow that timeline and still remain happy, then by all means. Yeah. But don't do it just because you feel like societal pressure, pressure, you know, externally telling mm-hmm. you that this is where you should be at age 35 or, you know, you need to get this done by then or else. You know, feel bad. It's that, it's that implicit. It's that implicit saying, like that thinking where you know, oh, you're not, you're not doing it right, mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's perspective. You know, and sometimes you're not ready for that next step that somebody else might be. And good for them, but also good for you. You know, because when you eventually are ready, you know, you're, 
you're more prepared and I want to say that you would be happier, you know, but of course it's subjective. I mean, sub- <laughs> happiness is subjective yeah. Yeah. to be honest, to begin with, but I'm trying to find happiness in the little things. Like today, like we mentioned earlier, I just sat mm-hmm. on my front lawn yeah. for like 10 minutes and I just smiled at people as they walked by <laughs> or as they drove by. Yeah. That was fun. You know, like that little bit of um, interaction with my community that hopefully made their day brighter. Yeah. You know, and to be honest, so long as you feel like you're on the right path, even if you don't have some of the answers, just remember that you have people out there that can help you through them. Yeah. You know, like as we start to get older, we feel like, oh, responsibility, pressure, things need to get done. And sometimes we don't have the answer. Yeah. Like we may be looking for the answer and never come up with it. Fake it till you make it. (laughs) Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. I mean, you know, yeah. But because who knows, maybe when you are faking it, you're doing it the right way. (laughs) Yeah. And you feel like you're doing it the right way. So you're happy. You end up happy. Yeah, exactly. Or otherwise you, you get something out of it by learning from it. You know, Mm. like everyone says, don't make mistakes. Don't do this. Don't do that. Right. But it's like mistakes are also like you're, You'll remember your failures more than your successes, right? As cliche as that fucking sounds, but it sounds cliche, but surprisingly, yeah. I've never heard that before, and that's a pretty good one. Really, yeah. you never, yeah. So, yeah, I've heard this before. Not, I don't want to say a lot, but yeah, a few times. And like when you think back on it, you know, you learned more from your failures than you did your successes, mm. and that's because of the fact that you know you you gain something from it when you succeed you first you okay if you try at first and you succeed you're like oh yeah yeah cool right mm-hmm. you, of course you gain that confidence right but when you fail the first time and then you persevere and you try again you know you do it better the second time than you would the first time and mm-hmm. that's why it sticks with you ah so you take away a lesson from it yeah that's a beautiful way to look at it Essentially. you know and i mean you wouldn't have your success if you didn't have those failures. They all tie into one another, mm-hmm. you know, and you wouldn't be where you are now without those failures. Yeah. You know, like, so you may not think of it now, to be honest, but if you think about your position, you're successful, you've made it. And you're in the eyes of your family, you're working a corporate job, a nine to five job, paying full time. You're exactly where you need to be, you know? In, in a sense, yeah. But I feel like, how we were saying about like being complacent before mm-hmm. it it's not bad to always try to you know keep learning yeah, right? i say that a lot just stay hungry you know? yeah exactly stay curious stay curious too you know and that's in light are like refreshing to hear because mm-hmm. some people after working so hard for so long just want to take a break and like go on vacation mm-hmm. or work for a few years and they kind of fall into like the trap. Like they buy a home, um, they have a mortgage to pay, they have children on the way, yeah. and they have to work that job. Right. You know, that's the terrifying thing about it. So long as you like remain hungry and you choose to want more and you strive for more, then you're gonna get more. Cause that's the whole idea of like, in my mind, equivalent exchange. You know, mm. like if I want something, I gotta give something. And if I want everything, then I gotta give everything. In my interesting. Mind, which is an interesting yeah, ideology, that's... you know, but now we have no time for fear. Like now is the time for us to do things because we've lived with fear for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, at least in my mind. And I mean, I still have fear. I'm never going to. I think that's a good thing. I mean, I, I don't think we can completely get rid of fear. Sometimes fear is, you know, what, like, for example, what stops us from touching an open fire. You know, it keeps us cautious which is still a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it keeps you aware, right? Mm-hmm. But it also, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, it, it's also the thing that holds you back. If you're too cautious? Mm-hmm. Huh, but that's, that's a good what, one. Yeah, but that's, that's where risk comes in, you know? And I think that's kind of, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that what you're talking about with, like, the equivalent exchange that you referred to? Like, is it kind of like a, it's like a give and take from my understanding. It's like sometimes you like in order to get what you want, you might have to sacrifice something, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's, you know, time, right? Money. Money. Things, things of like the sort. Yeah. Yeah. I That's mean, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I use That's that um, the ideology a lot. 
um i got it from a from from an anime surprisingly full metal alchemist oh nice Just talking about yeah like the, the yeah it's a really popular anime right really yeah. popular it has a pretty great message where in order to get something you have to give something of equal return mm-hmm. and i think about that with a lot of the things that we do in our day-to-day life yeah. like you may choose to take up like crafting in a sense or podcasting or mm-hmm. working out and certain things that you spend time and energy on mm-hmm um the one thing that i do want to advise though is like when you're spending time and energy on some things you want to make sure that it's giving you something in return be it like emotional satisfaction Mm -hmm. or it just makes you happy to do to be honest because as we get older we have less and less time to do these things yeah you know so that's when like time becomes crucial and we are I guess scrambling like, oh, like, what can I do to make this right? Sometimes you may put yourself into a situation. And I always think about this because I'm planning for the future in a sense. Mm-hmm. And you can only plan so far ahead. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to like all of the endeavors that we have in life, that we face in life, I want to make sure that in one way or another, it's going to lead me to the life that I want to live in the future. Right. You know, so if you're pouring time into gaming, and you like to game, then try streaming. Yeah. You know, like you may not think that you have the greatest personality, but it's not all about personality. It's about whether or not you're good at the game. Mm-hmm. It's about like how active you are with the community. Yeah. There's different things out there. And because of fear, we hold ourselves back. Right. We don't, we, we choose not to do things because it's scary. We don't yeah. want to. We don't want to like make ourselves vulnerable to criticism and potential attacks. But yeah. who knows? Like if you're good at it, it may work out in your yeah, favor. Exactly. And yeah, it's it's kind of like what you what you said, like even if you're not good at it at first, you know, like it doesn't mean that you can't improve and get better. You know? I mean, do you happen to have anything that you have a passion for that you would like to, I guess, pursue in the future? Like, hobby-wise? Yeah, um, hobby-wise. I mean, it doesn't even have to pay you. It's just something you enjoy doing, something you don't mind spending money on. I want to say that I would, you know, I would gladly take guitar lessons Uh because I feel like, you know, back in middle school is when, you know, I first started playing. But I I remember you talking about that a while back. Yeah, I bought a ukulele. (laughs) I know know some chords and stuff, but Mm. it's like I, I also don't know how to strum and sing. So it's something that I feel I want to do later on when I have more time. But like we always you think too, that though. Yeah, you think that you have more time. Yeah, right? you think that you have more time. So if you have some free time now and you're just yeah. being lazy, then you can always just pick up a guitar and yeah. start doing so. I think it's, I don't know if they have any lessons right now either, though. But I don't think I mean, so. even then, but even There's then, YouTube. I just, I honestly just have not gone around to do it. But that kind of goes back to me like, it like how important is it to me too and it may not be the most important thing to you yeah but i mean like when you asked me like yeah it was towards that one idea the first thing that popped up into my Uh mind but it it popped up for a reason it's Mm. just something that i like to do that has you know that is a hobby that i do i i enjoy doing it i like learning new songs and actually going through with it to practice all that that goes into it right and just you know trying to learn in general or I saw, something new. Um, Eli was actually strumming a few songs on his guitar the last time we hung out oh nice and it was nice yeah. it was just like a a vibe yeah he's know? always been a really good singer too yeah, yeah. and <laughs> that's the thing about it like with music you can mm-hmm. actually set the vibe for the room yeah you know like when we party we play party music when we're trying to relax and like take a bath and yeah. take a load off mm-hmm. we play something relaxing be it piano or lo-fi or just something to like take that edge off yeah you know and that's a great thing about music because you mentioned it as your first go-to choice. Yeah. And when I saw Eli just strumming away, Eli was strumming away while also doing something called Cars. I'm not too sure what it is. It's something for school, but it had some pretty intense... I'm strumming my, my hand right yeah. <laughs> like I'm playing a guitar. <laughs> it has some pretty intense questions that, you know, the both of us worked on together, mm-hmm. and we still got the answer incorrect. So what what do you mean cards like C A R S? I'm it's like a program I think um, oh, Eli is okay. doing for school. I don't know what it's for, so we may have to touch upon that at a later time. Mm-hmm. But the way I saw it was Eli brought the guitar out as a way to kind of de-stress from the very stressful situation right. that I'm studying. 
Because I was reading this stuff too alongside Eli, and I was trying to figure it out, and I couldn't. Like the, I got the answer wrong several times, you know. And I guess as a way to relieve that stress, Eli brought the guitar out, played a few songs, mm-hmm. and it was crazy because Eli told me to pull up YouTube or like a few songs on YouTube, mm-hmm. and as they were playing the guitar in the song, Eli strummed along mm. at the exact same time, at the exact same moment, and it just fit together. And it, it, it brought like a smile. Harmonious. Yeah, it was yeah. harmonious. And it brought a smile to my face. You know that over the years, Eli was able to cultivate the skill set yeah, out of definitely. passion. Mm-hmm. You know? And I can imagine Eli like recording something, you know, be it just like guitar stuff or singing in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Because that was one song, a Mac Ayers song, where he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, fuck it. Let's just record it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into it. Yeah. And it's super nonchalant. It's not a big deal. But that's kind of like a point that you have to get yourself to over time, you know, like, especially with this podcast. I wasn't okay with speaking this way before. Mm-hmm. You weren't either. But look at how well you're doing now. Aww, yeah. <laughs> look at, you know, like, and that's how it's always going to be. Like, courage or fear is always going to be there. Yeah. It's just about the way that you handle it. You know, like, I've had friends in my lifetime that still to this day are plagued by fear. Yeah. So much so to the point where... I don't even know who they are anymore because if it's just me and this person, they're open, they're outgoing. Yeah. They're they're who they're meant to be. But in a group full of people, they're more withdrawn. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to say why that is. But when you see the potential in someone, it's hard to see them in any other form or any other way. I understand that there's defense mechanisms. Yeah. Of course. But if I can see potential in you and I can see like how great you can be, I mean, is it my job to make you see that? Or, mm. I mean, I do want to help them, but at the end of the day, they have to kind of figure it out on their own. Yeah. I mean, you you can't get someone to open up if they really don't want to, mm-hmm. right? And maybe sometimes it also has to do with, like, perception in terms of you may see someone a certain way, but maybe they don't see that in themselves, Right. Maybe it's a self-esteem thing. I don't know. It could be a lot of different things. It's hard to pinpoint, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, some maybe sometimes too, people like to be a little bit more reserved, you know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because sometimes I feel like, you know, like you do grow, you know, deeper connections when you are more reserved to a handful of people rather than, you know, being friendly with the entire world you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you have like a center of focus in a sense and that's how you know like the people that care about you actually do care about you because it's a handful mm -hmm. of people yeah and some some people some people do kind of prefer that too Mm -hmm. and i think that that's that's great either way right either way it's great like whether you have a room full of people that you know that you're friends with or whether you have you know only a hat like just a handful of people that you can feel that you trust but you Mm -hmm. trust them a hundred percent it just depends on how you want to maintain your relationships and things like that that. was actually mentioned in the post i saw earlier too like as Mm -hmm. you start to get older your french your friend group starts to cultivate and you need to start to surround yourself with people of quality poq Mm -hmm. Because you can be surrounded or be in a room full of people and no one sees you for who you actually are. Yeah. And it takes a truly exceptional friend to know who you are, to know what you're thinking. Or not know what you're thinking, but kind of get Acceptance. a feel. Yeah, you feel like you're accepted. Yeah. You know, regardless of whatever your quirks or flaws may be. Like, your friends that genuinely care about you don't see these as flaws. Yeah. We see them as things that make you beautiful, things that make you who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. We're not going to use it to attack you ever. If someone does, that person's not your friend. You know, let's, let's be real. Yeah. Like, if you talk to someone, you open up, and you tell them, like, oh, I have an insecurity with speaking to people, and then somehow that gets mentioned and they attack you, then that person's not there for your benefit. Yeah. I guess in that sense, it's kind of like figuring out who's for you and who's not for you. Yeah. Because that's going to happen in time. Yeah. Or maybe you just, you know, you're the type of person that, you know, it's hard for you to trust. Mm-hmm. right to trust that, that they might they that they won't judge you for being who you are you know like no matter what you do that's what you exactly say, like that you know what i mean that's exactly it's a hard thing to do 
So it's, hard, it's a hard thing to do for some people. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off either. No, 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 you're good. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what I was feeling right before I started the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and I was able to overcome it with the help of people, but it took someone's mention of it for me to truly realize, hey, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and I make mention of it every so often because it was like a crucial moment. It's something that I remember because that's when everything kind of just snapped into place and I understood what needed to be done, you know? And it's just nice to like take off the mask sometimes. Yeah. And be seen for who we are as people because we always like try to present ourselves this way or that way to appease other people and make our boss feel better about themselves or make it feel like we're capable of doing whatever the fuck it is that we're doing. Yeah. But end of the day, like you're bending or changing who you are for someone else. Yeah. Like fuck that. And I know it's, it's necessary at times, you know, like we're victims to the world and the energy that or the things that come our way because of the universe. But yeah. Or like expectations. Yeah. If that's the case, yeah. I, that makes me think maybe we're not meant to be in the situation, to be honest. What do you mean by that? It helps you like sift through some of the areas or places in life, like information, especially, mm-hmm. you know, like it'll help you sift through certain parts of your life to help you get to where you need to be. Because if people are taking you for granted, there's no way in hell your psyche is going to allow you to stay in that situation. It's like a survival mm-hmm. thing or not even survival. It's to thrive. If you want to thrive, in my mind, you would leave a bad circumstance or a bad situation because you know it's bad mm-hmm. and instead choose to follow what's better for you, best for you and your psyche. Yeah. Only once you become aware of the situation mm-hmm. is when you're able to finally say, you know, hey, like, this this is what's happening. Like, wait, no, this this shouldn't be happening, you know? And that's why it's always... That's always the first step. It's always just awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be aware of your surroundings, your situation. And yeah. And then it's up to you what you want to do with that information. You know, whether it's to leave a bad relationship or, you know, anything. A job, a job. or um, whatever else is out there. A friendship. <laughs> yeah, a friendship. A fr- yeah, rela- yeah, bad relationship. Yeah. You, can't, you can't leave your dog, though. Romantic. I was just no, thinking about can't. that. You can't leave your dog behind. No. That's fucked up. Yeah. Have like, you seen those, like, TikToks where, like, they go, they go, oh, my dog bit my husband. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to take him to the pound. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him to the pound. <laughs> and then they take the husband. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> you see him dragging I'm them. Them, yeah. 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 <laughs> And it gets tiring, you know, like to always be self-aware, which is why it's nice to like surround yourself with, you know, you like mm-hmm. say, for instance, us getting together. Yeah. There is no like negative emotion here anytime. Maybe sometimes when we're being assholes to each other, but <laughs> it's like yeah. comfortable. You don't have to put on your face and be some type of way with me. You can just be who you are. Yeah. You can let that guard down for once. And it's nice to get that. Yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, what everyone want is just a sense of belonging and a sense of you know or feeling that they've they're being they're being accepted for who they are right and not who they are or who they portray themselves to be who they actually are exactly Mm -hmm. exactly okay so this is uh, the fourth take for the outro (laughs) Um, take four take four (laughs) (laughs) i just want to say thank you for joining us today on the podcast um it's been nice having you because you always offer such great insight and we know it's genuine because there's no scripts. We're just going based off emotion and our thought processes. So thank you for joining us and offering your great energy to, to the world. <laughs> um, do you happen to have any closing remarks? Yeah, just uh, thanks, Ricky. Um, you know, I'm honored to be here and thanks for everyone or to everyone for tuning in and Teddy Wap out. Howdy. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll have another episode sometime next week. I'm a little bit burnt out from, you know, the excessive workload, but I do it because I care. So I hope to see you all again next week. Mm-hmm.